Do you know the saying, the very popular saying, a jack of all trades is a master of none? Okay, that is not the whole saying. And it's so frustrating because people only know that first half. The full saying goes something like this. It's like, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but is always better than a master of one. Like the rest of it is, but is always better than a master of one. So like, it's basically saying like, it's better to be good at multiple things than amazing at one thing because that actually gives you more lanes in life. But we stick to that first half of the saying for some reason. And I think like even just with the way that we are taught growing up by society, it's very much like go to college, you pick your degree and, you know, that's the career field that you're going to be in forever. And I just, I'm very passionate about that not being the way everyone works. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. On today's episode, we are joined by Brooke, who is a mindful branding and web designer, as well as a mindset coach. Two things that have really stayed consistent is her love for creating and the power of our minds. She's a multi-passionate entrepreneur who believes that we all hold the power to create a life we love for ourselves, and she wants to encourage you to do just that. We had such a great conversation about how to be multi-passionate and how to allow ourselves to be multi-passionate in life and in business. She took the leap of faith and quit her corporate job to go full-time in her business after coming to the realization that she was not where she wanted to be. So it was up to her to take back the power and flip the script of settling into societal norms of life that we are all taught. She's continuously expanding, loving her journey, and is on a mission to help other multi-passionate women break the mold and create a life they love. Let's get into the conversation and welcome Brooke to the show. Hi, Brooke. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Before we kind of dive into a little bit more of what you do, I kind of start off the interviews with a question about how you leverage your voice to better your business and life. And I know you have your own podcast and you've dabbled in a few different things. So I'd love to hear how you've used your voice for your business. Yeah, I think for me, like people buy from people. It's something that I say on repeat, like a broken record. And because it's so true, people buy from people, people especially buy from real people. So using your voice is just kind of the art of letting your audience get to know who you are so that you're building like, know, and trust with them so that they're more likely to purchase from you or use your services or just like feel like they're a part of your community or become a part of your community. So I think using your voice in business is 
integral, in my opinion, especially at like the smaller business level. I don't like to call myself a small business or any of a small business because I feel like that's very limiting and I don't want to be a small business forever. But like, especially if this more entry level of the game, like I think having that human piece is really, really important versus like being nameless and faceless. So using your voices just allow your audience to connect with you and also really getting a point you're getting across your messaging to your audience. Absolutely. Have you had the opportunity to speak in other memberships or other groups or anything? I have. And it's really, really fun. And what's cool about it is sometimes I'll do it and then forget that I did it. Not in like a weird, rude way, but like I'll do it and I'm like, okay, okay, check. Got it done. That was really fun. Yeah. And then months and months and months later, I'll find someone in my DMs, like in my message request. And they're like, oh my God, I saw your interview and -and so-and-so's membership. And I'm like, oh my God, people like that really is there to live. And like, they would tell me like how it was inspiring or whatever it might be. And I think it's just proof that like what you say matters. Your voice is important. Your story is really, really important because that's how people connect with you. And I've made so many connections based off of that. Telling my story, whether it be on my own stories or like in memberships, like you said, any of it. Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Has that some, has that like speaking in front of people always come natural to you or is it something that's just kind of grown over time because we have to do it as a business? Yeah. feel like I'm in the middle on that. I thoroughly enjoyed my public speaking classes in like school I have always always been the person that loves to read in class and like like if the teacher was ever asking for a volunteer to like write on the board and read my hand was like the first to go up like I really enjoy speaking that doesn't mean I don't have the normal level of nerves though I definitely get nervous and it's really annoying because I love speaking so much so I'll sign myself up to him for a million things and then the day comes and I'm like oh my god no one cares about what I have to say I get like I get imposter syndrome so I think I think it's in the middle. Like, I think, yes, it's come naturally. I really enjoy it, but I do get nerves. And I would say social media is a little bit of a different ball game. Like, I I think my presence in front of the camera comes naturally. But when I first started posting on social media, like, especially on stories, doing talking stories, I was so uncomfortable. I had to block everyone that I knew in real life from the stories because I was like, this mm-hmm. is so cringy. Just because it was new. Like I had done group presentations yeah. and stuff before and that always felt fine. But like talking on stories, like you're sitting in front of a camera by yourself in your home talking yeah. to it. Like it's really, it it's was so awkward. Weird. It's so yeah. weird. It was so awkward. So when I first started, I would say that didn't come as accurately. Like I had to force myself to do it. I look back at those stories now because like, you know how they archive and I giggle yeah. at them because I was so uncomfortable. I was so awkward and I blocked everyone I knew. And but I will say that is a really great tip. If you're someone who is, is uncomfortable using your voice and you want to start showing up more on your social media because, again, people buy from people, block everyone that you know in real life. You can block them from your stories. Like, I had to do it for, like, maybe three or four weeks, like a month, before I, like, didn't care anymore and I was comfortable. But it really that's helped. so great to tell people okay. because I think that's that's been something that's bothered me, too. Especially if you, I don't know, coming from a smaller community, I just, I feel that that weight of people like kind of judging I don't know it's different if you're from a bigger city or not but you still have people that follow you no matter where you live that you've known forever and it's just kind of in the back of your mind yeah I'm actually so curious like I wonder if people can like comment or something if it's a small town versus big town mindset I think fear of judgment is universal I I think that's very universal but I am originally from a tiny town as well I don't live in one anymore but like my whole town was very much you did something and your mom knew about it before she got home because someone like I literally remember it being in like high school and like 
doing the wrong thing and like sneaking in a yeah. boyfriend. And my mom knew before she got home because our neighbors told on me. So like it was very much the town that everyone knows everyone's business. Yeah. So I wonder if that does link to the fear of judgment a little bit more because you are on such a like, what like a micro, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, like, but I love this and like I'm totally going to post, I'm totally going to post a poll to see because it's so true. Like, I wonder, I, I really wonder that too. Under a microscope. That's the word I'm trying to look <laughs> for. <laughs> because now it's not telling you're under a microscope. Everyone knows your business. Yes. That's yes, so yes. interesting. Yeah. Really. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about your podcast, uh, The Unfiltered CEO. Like yeah. how long have you kind of had it going and what's that experience been like? It's been really fun. So I was interested in doing a podcast for a really long time and just kind of never took the leap of faith because had the moments of imposter syndrome over like, who am I to have a podcast? Like, what do I know? And I did a mentorship when I first started getting into really taking my business seriously and like knew that I wanted my business to be more than a side hustle because I had been a side hustle for years. Joined a mentorship, met a lovely group of humans. And one of them uh, is now like one of my best friends. Her name is Morgan. And she is my co-host for the Unfiltered CEOs. And she, so like I had in the back of my mind for a long time, oh, having a podcast would be cool. Like just like I have in the back of my mind that a lot of things I want to do would be cool, but never took the step. And Morgan mentioned one time in like our group chat, she was like, hey, would you want to do a podcast? And the rest was history. Like I think for some reason having that other person there to like, maybe validate. I don't know what it was, but I went, you know what? Yes. The journey has been really fun. I think I really enjoy being able to have it co-hosted with someone else just because it makes the banter in the podcast recordings really easy. It just feels like we're talking because that's that's what we're doing. Like our podcast is very much unfiltered, which is why we called it what it is. It's very, yeah. we're just having a conversation. Yeah. Not scripted. We've tried to script our podcast, not word for word, but like have outlines yeah. and it's not us. We very much are just like, you'll hear us go off on tangents and we enjoy it. It's so fun. Well, and you have to enjoy it, right? Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. not going to continue it. You're not mm-hmm. going to do it. Has there been any like really amazing episodes that are kind of in your mind that stand out and why? I, I think all of season two, which is the season that we're on because we took a long break between season one and two because I moved cross country and just life. I think my favorite episode that we recorded on season number this current season is um creating more than you consume just because i think both of us got really passionate about that topic i definitely got really passionate about it and season two is even more conversational than season one i think season one if anyone goes back and listens to it we're very proud of it and it was fun but you can hear us getting more comfortable with Mm -hmm. each episode but the episode that did best in season one is our morning routine episode did really well and i could talk about a morning routine all day every day so that one was really fun Oh, so cool. I think kind of like what we talked about, if you were comfortable presenting, like always, mm-hmm. is the same of what I'm trying to get across with speaking on a podcast or mm-hmm. speaking anywhere, is the more you do it, the better it gets. The more natural mm-hmm. it flows, the, the better, you know, it's just kind of like pushing ourselves, exercising that muscle so that it, it gets stronger, right? So I yeah. think that's so cool that you've already recognized that season two is like, ah, uh, it's like just way better right and it also like I mean you having a co-host that's that either works really well or doesn't right so you have to like have the right co-host to be able to really have that conversation flow like that so that's amazing that you have that support too right because it's a lot of work like it's a lot lot of work 
I was, I would say I was surprised by how much work it was. Not that I ever looked at a podcast and went, that's going to be easy. Like I knew that there were production things to it, but like learning how to use like platforms to edit the podcast, which again, ours is not overly edited. Thank God, because I can barely figure out the basics that we edit, like that we do edit. It's been fun. Another thing too, with like the point of the more you practice and show up in whatever craft that you're trying to perfect, whether it's speaking or something else. The more you do it, the better, obviously, you get better. But I think it's really important to save the recordings or whatever it may be, of like your first go, because there is going to be moments throughout your career where you look back on them and go, and it just reminded you like how far you have really come. Like the first two episodes Morgan and I recorded never saw the light of day. They were so not. We were just getting in front of, getting comfortable talking on a microphone. I had never really done that in that capacity, but. They're so fun to listen back to, like just personally, she and I, and maybe one day we'll make bloopers out of them. I don't know. But like, it's so fun to listen back to and see, oh my God, I really have come so far. And I would say staying with stories, those stories that I used to block family from, they're still in my archives on Instagram and I'll go back to them and I'm like, oh my God, I really have gotten so much more comfortable. So it allows you to give yourself a pat on the back, I feel like. Absolutely. And so then you recognizing too that you had one episode that really kind of took off and there was a lot of downloads on it. Do you use that information to kind of help create some more content in your line of business or? A little bit, but at the same time, our podcast is very much like our raw conversations. And again, even more so in season two. So yes, we look at the data because we obviously don't want to put stuff out that people don't care about. But at the same time, we're also being very authentic to what we want to talk about that day. Like a lot of times okay. the way season two is going, we will get on our call and 10 minutes before we start recording, we'll decide what we want to record. Like it's very much Gosh. off the cuff, kind of off the cuff. And I think yeah. we, we're trying to stay true to that. So like we have an idea of what's doing really well versus what's not, but we're also not reading overly into it. Like if something gets no downloads, I'll be like, okay, people just didn't like this conversation. Like no, right. we won't talk about blank, but like. I think we're more so leaning into our intuition because this for us right now is fun. Like, do we hope to like monetize it one day? Of course. Who doesn't want to like be the best at what they do? But it's just fun for us. So I think we're kind of channeling into that. I think it's amazing that you're doing that because of one of the podcasts that I love listening to right now, she has two out a week and one's more structured. Like it's business orientated, entrepreneur for the entrepreneur. And then she has like a Friday kind of like off the cuff drive with her husband and those like that's actually my favorite one because it's fun and I sometimes just want to be entertained it's not always about learning sometimes it's about a little combo of both and I think we're kind of I know I am getting a little like overdone with all the structure it's it's nice to see your personality shine it comes across and you know, that's what will set you apart from a lot of the other podcasts for sure. I think that's awesome. That's so no, cool. I think it's just people really, people really do buy from people. And again, whether you're mm-hmm. selling a service or a product or just yourself, like, yeah, knowing personality and like the, the last episode Morgan and I did that's live is we did a Halloween this or that and it came out this past Thursday. So right before Halloween. And yeah, did that episode have any like information that is going to help you advance in life it no it didn't it really didn't it was for sheer entertainment purposes but it was so much fun and we told oh, stories totally check it out today from yeah we told stories yeah. from growing up and halloween mm-hmm. and like literally it was like this or that haunted house or 
like pumpkin fat. Like it was the most random. We found like a list of 50 questions. And I think like having episodes like that kind of, I guess, like the off the cuff one from your favorite podcaster. Mm -hmm. Um, Just help people get to know you and be silly. Not everything has to be serious. I think that's something that I have learned in the past year and a half, even with my own content for my business and just everything. Like not everything has to be serious and not everything has to be with the intent of selling. Like obviously we want to sell in our businesses, but like people can tell when your entire intention is to make money. Yeah, for sure. This is why I love Hello Audio. You started your business to make an impact, make a difference, and truly help your customers and clients better their lives in one way or another. Whether you're saving them time, money, and energy, or providing them with better relationships, systems, and skills, you're all about serving your audience and making an impact. But no matter how much we want to leave our impact on the world, it always feels like there is so much more holding us back and standing in our way. How can we spread our message when we need to spend hours picking the best ring lights for YouTube videos? How can we better the lives of our customers when we're spending six hours perfecting our slide decks in Canva? How can we impact our audiences if we're feeling nervous about even being on camera? We should be focusing on serving our people and not swept up in the world of technicalities, logistics, and over-analysis paralysis. You're plenty busy with the message to share and information your people need to hear. You can create an impact without creating video. You just need your people to hear you. No cameras needed. Forget the cute outfits and fancy slide decks. Just you, your message, and a microphone. You can create private feeds to share with your leads, clients, and customers using the audio from videos you've already created and or recording fresh new audio tracks. With Hello Audio, you can set up a private audio feed in a matter of minutes. Hello Audio allows you to form a deeper connection with your customers through the power of your voice wherever you are or they are in the world. Check out more information in the show notes and try it today. Okay, so we're going to switch gears a little bit. You are a multi-passionate person, uh, entrepreneur. What kind of lights you up right now in business? Oh, uh, lots of things. So very, very multi-passionate. I recently released the Becoming Her project. I launched it on TikTok initially. Then I brought it into Instagram, my email list. And so I'm a mindful branding and web designer for anyone who doesn't know me. Hi. But I have always been very passionate about a lot of things, mindset work being a huge chunk of that. And I brought mindset work into my branding and web design. That's why I call myself a mindful branding and web But due to imposter syndrome and just also getting my feet wet in the entrepreneur world, I didn't really allow myself to deep dive into what I really wanted for my future within the mindset world. I just kind of was like mindful branding and web design. That is my lane. That's where I'm at right now. I know I have all these passions that I want to chase, but like they'll come. They'll come later. So recently what's lighting me up is I finally just like after the very long story, but finally let myself dive into the mindset world officially. And I launched Mindset Coaching. So I have my mindset coaching launched and I have the Becoming Her project launched. And they're kind of one in the same, but they're also separate. The coaching is for if you want more support, but the Becoming Her project is a free social media challenge that anyone can join. I'm doing daily updates on TikTok and it has been so much fun. And the whole essence of it is 
showing up as the person of your dreams because the only way you're going to become them is if you start acting like them every single day and creating the awareness and habit of making decisions as your future self right now. So that has been like lighting a fire fire and doing recently because I've gotten such a positive response to them. Oh, that's so exciting. I know I talked to you about it, kind of like just touched on it months ago. And it's kind of, why is it so hard for us to to allow ourselves to try different things? Like I know, you know, we're supposed to be really good at one thing before we branch off. And I totally understand that. But I mean, like we got to also want to show up mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to grow in different ways and, and to try things like this, that's what this journey is all about. And if we don't try them, how do we know if they're, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, I think it's think? because like we're taught growing up, like you go to college, you pick your degree, then you get that uh-huh. career. And okay, what's really funny is I actually recorded a TikTok yesterday or the day before maybe. Do you know the saying, the very popular saying, a jack of all trades is a master of none? Okay, that is not the whole saying. And it's so frustrating because people only know that first half. The full saying goes something like this. It's like, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but is always better than a master of one. Like the rest of it is, but is always better than a master of one. So like, it's basically saying like, it's better to be good at multiple things than amazing at one thing, because that actually gives you more lanes in life. But we stick to that first half of the saying for some reason. And I think like, even just with the way that we are taught growing up, by society it's you very much like go to college you pick your degree and you know that's the career field that you're going to be in forever and I just I'm very passionate about that not being the way everyone works oh it's so it's so hard because you know we spend a lot of money getting that degree right Uh so so then it's like this whole level of guilt if we don't use it Uh like right so then oh I'm like I think I was like mid-30s before I was finished paying off my student loan you yeah. know, and so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, and it, it did afford me the job that I had, mm-hmm. which was amazing, but really difficult to allow myself to even try anything different because mm-hmm. exactly what you said, like, nope, this is what I need <laughs> to do. And then life happens. So then you're like, well, you're trying to do the job and life mm-hmm. and you don't allow yourself to be creative or tap into anything else that really lights you up, which is so yeah. frustrating. And like a couple points on that one. For most people, not all, because I I know some people go to college a little bit later. For most people, especially in the U.S., I would say with the way like a lot of scholarships are structured here, you are Mm -hmm. told to pick your degree as an 18-year-old in high school or a senior in high school. I was actually 17. I was 17. I was too. I was too. I was too. How do you even know? I'm sorry. A week ago, I had to raise my hand to go pee. But now, I don't have to know what you want to do forever. Like that's actually the like the rhythm of how it goes. It's mind boggling to me. Yes. You, um, I think I've had to change my mindset on not using my degree because I'm the same way. I'm like, wow, I spent all of those years and all of that money to yeah. not use my degree because I my degree is in public relations and I have a minor in marketing. The reality is, am I a public relations practitioner? No, but I learned a lot of skills from that that That's I'm it. applying to my current reality. And even mm-hmm. if I didn't, even if I had gone to med school and I'm not in the medical field, yeah, I'm, I could never be. But even if not, like going to college, I feel like teaching you something about discipline, studying that you can apply to your work ethic and discipline and everything else you do. So like it was never a waste. 
I agree too, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm never going to regret having, mm-hmm. having a background in schooling. And and that's what I'm trying to teach my kids too. Like, I don't yeah. care how long you go, but I just want you to experience right. that chapter. You know, even if it's only for a year, I don't even mm-hmm. care. Like, just have some kind of foundational thing to experience, to learn that whole structure and then and see, but also be really open to all the other possibilities because yep. it's not always about the degree at the end of the day. It's who you are as a human and what you are able to do with your abilities that you have. So I think and, that's amazing. And I think the way society is pre- progressing these days, it's less like it used to be you have to have a degree or you're not going to amount yes. to like what job are you going to get? which is so harsh. I don't, I think it's kind of becoming less that now because there are so many people who don't have degrees now or there's so many who do, but also like there's so much you can do without. And then also to speak on what you said earlier about we don't allow ourselves to be creative anymore as we grow up. I recently have been journaling a lot about that because I agree because I've been putting a huge intention on creating more than I consume. And I'm starting to think Peter Pan was on to something that I just never want to grow up because I don't know at what point in life are we told, okay, you got to grow up, stop acting like a kid. And then like your imagination just dies. Yeah, it's actually really super sad. And I actually grew up not thinking I was creative at all. Like I didn't think I was creative because I wasn't creative in traditional sense. Like I wasn't an artist, wasn't like, you know, creative with makeup, (laughs) but, but I see so much like so much more that I've been able to do in the last two years that I've started this journey. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many ways to be creative. And that is something that I am going to gently nudge my kids on all the time because I don't want them to lose that. I no. it, it actually breaks my heart when I see that. And like, don't wait, don't wait, use no. it. I agree. It's so sad. Like literally like use your imagination. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. we're told so often like to grow up, grow up, grow up when we are growing up and I'm not saying it's by like by whoever parents teachers it doesn't matter like it's different for everyone my parents definitely encouraged creativity but like at some point you quote unquote grow up and then you don't use that imagination and I agree like creativity doesn't have to be in the traditional sense like I do enjoy painting and doing makeup and whatnot but like you can also be creative with like how you like to organize things like there's Mm -hmm. the limit really doesn't exist with creativity oh yeah no it's so amazing what you can do online and you can be creative just writing you can be creative you know doing some graphic design you could do creative with web design I can't even imagine how creative you can be with web design like oh my gosh so it's so cool so so cool tell us a little bit more about mindset in business and in life like I know this is like something that you're really passionate about is there any anything that you can leave the listeners with that is how you know maybe your go-to to you know encourage yourself and to encourage some of your clients that you work with? Yeah, I think mindset work is so important. And I didn't realize how important it was until I started on my entrepreneur journey, like really, really being serious about it. Because I feel like we're not taught a lot of it in school. And not to say that like it was on purpose, but like in regards to just the importance of putting attention on your mindset, whether that be your money mindset, your self-love mindset, your self-worth mindset, like insert here and realizing like the limiting beliefs you have about things and healing them. I feel like in traditional like schooling and also in, even in the traditional like career world, like I did corporate for a few years. So I feel like I can speak to my experience. Like never not once did we talk about mental health and just 
limiting beliefs and things like that. Whereas in entrepreneurship, you're kind of forced to face them because you don't have the direct comforts. I'll talk about money mindset a little bit. Like in corporate, I never had to stress about a paycheck coming in. I knew my paycheck was going to be on the 1st and the 15th of every single month, like like clockwork. Whereas entrepreneurship, the limit doesn't exist with how many paychecks you can get. But also that goes in both directions. That means you can get a ton or none. It's really up to you right. how much you're showing up, what your messaging is. It's, there's so much that goes into it. And that forces you to confront your mindset and your actual beliefs about yourself. Because the reality is we are run by our subconscious more than we realize. And this is also knowledge that I don't feel like I was taught in school. Our subconscious brain takes up anywhere between 90 to 95% of our reality, which actually means that there's only like five to 10% of your brain that is conscious every day. Like I know you might be like, oh no, but we're awake and moving every day. Yes, we are. But think about, yeah, think about how much your life is on autopilot. Like, have you ever had the experience of driving to a place you frequent and then you get there and go, oh my God, how did I not get in a car accident? I don't know where I was the last 20 minutes. It's because totally. you're living on autopilot and we're all guilty yeah. of it. And there's also sometimes where autopilot's a good thing. Like, you know, for me, it's autopilot for me to get up in the morning and walk to the bathroom and brush my teeth. Like, I don't want to change that. I like that that's autopilot. But at the same time, most people start living their entire life on autopilot, which means that like the decisions you're making, the responses you have to things, the beliefs you have about yourself don't change. And the definition of insanity is doing something over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So we do that in life all the time, like doing the same routine of things and expecting a different result when we're not happy with something. Like the only way you're going to change your life is by changing what you do, changing your habits, changing your beliefs, changing your actions. So really creating an intention of getting out of that subconscious state, getting out of that autopilot state and like making more conscious and active decisions about your life every single day and creating an awareness around it is important. So like, I think entrepreneurship forces you, that was a really roundabout answer, but I think entrepreneurship forces you to like tap into that and realize where in your life you live on autopilot, where in your life you believe something about yourself that's actually not true that maybe you learned growing up Mm -hmm. and it all affects you. So is there, is there an exercise or something that you, that you do when you notice that, okay, you got to get off of autopilot Mm -hmm. and like tap into some of that other, you know, 90 or 80% because that's insane. Like that's crazy. And I see that. I see that in myself for sure. We're all, I just chalk that up to as like lack of focus sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And I know from, for myself, I, I get up and I do something active because like, that's the only thing that clears my head. Something to snap yourself back. So Mm -hmm. one of my favorite journal prompts, is I call it magical holiday land. And what I want you to do is write down from sunrise to sundown or whatever your day looks like, what is your dream day? What is your dream day in the life look like? So I'm not talking about like weeks on vacation, but like your day in the life, regular day, what does it look like? Do you wake up at 6 a.m.? Do you sleep until 10? What time do you wake up? What kind of coffee do you have every morning? Are you having a latte? Are you having a cup of black coffee? Are you doing like drip coffee? Like, what does it look like? No detail is too small. And there is no like, there no detail is too small. So hour by hour, take yourself through your day. What does that dream day look like? Maybe for me, it's I wake up at 6 a.m. I have a latte in the morning. I sit on the patio with my husband for an hour and we just talk and have a good time. I'm not on my phone for the first three hours of my day. I take my time getting ready. Like 
get very detailed about like, are you meeting friends for lunch? Do you typically have make your give yourself time to like step away from work and like make a healthy lunch at home? Like, are you working at a coffee shop all day? Are you traveling like for work? Take yourself through your dream day. And a lot of times I feel like people become very overwhelmed and paralyzed and overstimulated about the fact that like maybe you're not happy with where you are in your life right now and you feel like you're down here and you want to be up here. And I think sometimes people get stuck in the unknown of like, how do I bridge that gap? How do I get there? And this is where you start. You start to get very aware about what your dream day is. And then a lot of times what I tell people to do after you write that journal prompt and let yourself have so much fun with it, take a highlighter and highlight the things that you could actually institute into your life right now, because there we have more in common with our dream realities right now than you realize. And it's starting to allow yourself to have the awareness that those future dreams exist in your life right now. And I can start taking those steps right now. I don't have to wait because as you create the habit of making decisions as your future self, that's what the whole Becoming Her project is about. You are going to wake up one day and go, holy shit, I am her. Like it's here. It's happened. So I would say do that journal prompt because you'll realize things that you can flip in your in your routine right now to start getting out of autopilot and start making conscious decisions and steps towards becoming that dream self. I love that. I think that's totally, totally what I need to do too, for sure. And even like, it could be tiny. Like an example could be like, maybe right now you wake up uh, and then you're running out the door. You have a cup of black coffee and a piece of toast hanging out your mouth because you're running late. One way you can switch the reality to your dream, waking up at five and having a a latte instead of black coffee is wake up two minutes earlier it takes two minutes to froth milk Mm -hmm. in the morning wake up two minutes earlier we can all do that we all have an extra Mm -hmm. two minutes in our day i guarantee it for sure we do so it can be tiny flips like that and like i know i kind of harp on the coffee example just because it's easy but that's the point like it seems silly and like coffee is not going to change my life but the reality is that tiny actions taking one percent action every day is better than taking a hundred percent action one day Yes, 100%. Yes, 100%. Okay, so I think that's an amazing tool that we can use and implement right away. What's in the future for Brooke? Like, what's next? Because I know you just kind of like, so you're kind of transitioning. You're still doing websites, right? Yeah. Like, what, is there anything else? Because you you just added like a good, lot. <laughs> two, two more legs to your yeah. business, really. Is, yeah. is that what you're just going to kind of focus on for the next little while? Like. I am. Yeah. So mindset coaching is like the new baby of my business. I'm still doing branding and web design. I'm really excited for mindset coaching to step in. I think it's going to turn into a group program one day. I'm not there yet. And really like leaning into the Becoming Her project and building my community. I have a lot of big dreams and I'm not shy to say them. I want to be a motivational speaker. TED Talk, if you're ever listening, I want want a TED Talk. Love it. I want to have my own makeup line one day. And I think what's mm-hmm. next for me is as I, you know, grow in mindset coaching, I think it'll eventually get me onto a stage some way, somehow, somewhere. Leave that. And then the makeup line will come way later. That's that's a longer dream. But um, hopefully motivational speaking is next. All about mindset. So, so cool. So cool. Okay. Before we wrap up, I'm going to do a couple of rapid fire questions for you. But where can people find you? Yes. Basically all the socials, so Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, um, I am Brooke C. Smith. And then my website is reverieinspiredco.com. Love that, love that. Okay. 
Just a couple of fun rapid fire questions. Don't overanalyze them. What parts of yourself do you feel most proud of? My ambition and my ability to dream. Love that. What is some great advice that your parents gave you? They've given me a lot of really good advice over the years. That I'm capable of anything that I want to do. Well, and that they, they really instilled in me that I could pick a career that I was actually happy in. Which is huge because a lot of people don't believe that. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. 100%. What is the book uh, or what is a book that has really kind of changed your perspective on how you look at life right now? Is there one in particular that you've really, that you, is one of your favorites or, or so a podcast? Many, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Spenza. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, the subconscious mind, how we live on yep. autopilot, that book shifted my perspective on everything it's dense i warn you it's dense it's a lot of science but it was so awesome thank you so so much brooke for joining me today is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to speak on before we leave or did we capture capture a good chunk of it i think we captured everything oh i do have a promo code for your listeners if anyone oh wants good, it. good good yeah yes so it's gonna be 15% off of my mindset coaching or my design services. If you use code, I think I, I think I'm going to put Maya James Co. 15. I'll send it all you. I'll send all I'll put it in the show notes for sure. I'll so if anyone's interested, sure. it'll be 15% off. And whether you do want to do mindset coaching or if you have brands and websites that you want designed, let me know. I would so love good. to chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, this was really fun. Thank you for having me. You bet, Brooke. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.